2: Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. you strive to innovate to propel payments forward but what if you could do even more access more people and add more value with discover global network you can accepted in more than 200 countries with over 270 million cardholders around the globe we help you grow further faster as the world's fastest growing payments network see just how much progress we can make together discover global network accelerate progress
0: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Joe Biden made it through his first uh, national address. It was dreary, it was dull, it was tired, it was tedious, but what you'd expect, in other words, uh, we'll uh, play some of the highlights and lowlights and fact check Joe Biden from last night. Also, Tim Scott did the rebuttal and he said one really, really outrageous thing. We will play you that and react to it. Also, the NFL draft is tonight. We're just... uh, Hoping. We're with Max Kellerman. We're hoping, hoping it doesn't start with three white guys. I'm not sure I can uh, I can handle that. Uh, uh, Ayanna Presley, my crazy congressman, says perhaps the most outrageous and slanderous thing she's ever said. All that today on the Callahan podcast uh, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA membership required. Hi, right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, we're going to get to that uh, that long, tedious, flat, dull, uh, State of the Union, which wasn't actually a State of the Union, technically it was just a long, boring speech by the empty vessel in the White House, and uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Turtle Boy, but I was very excited because two people without penises were behind him, and so that's historic, that's amazing, I, I, I got choked up just watching it, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, uh, some brilliant uh, troll, I guarantee a, a right winger, uh, tweeted out a picture of uh, Lloyd Christmas and uh, Harry Dunn from uh, Dumb and Dumber in the exact pose as uh, Kamala and Nancy Pelosi clapping in the exact same way. It was perfect. The the right is so much better at memeing and Twitter than the left. It's, it's not even funny. And, you know, we should get to some of the tweets after Tim Scott's speech because a lot of the the Democrats showed their true colors and couldn't stand the fact that Tim Scott was so good. I was pleasantly surprised at Tim Scott's speech and wasn't surprised at all at just how flat and dull Joe Biden's was. We can get to some of that, get to my reaction, but first I know you join, I know you want to join me in this turtle boy. We are celebrating because we're only one day away, one more day, buddy. And we are allowed to go outside without our masks. The governor By decree, our benevolent leader in Massachusetts has said, along with the CDC, the national, you know, the, the, the oracle from which we get all our wisdom in uh, on a national level, have both said that we're allowed tomorrow, Turtle Boy, to go outside and take off the the, the cloth coverings off our mouths. Aren't you ex- as excited as I am? I mean, mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's like the most Christmas morning, man. We're going to go outside without masks tomorrow turtle boy
3: you're mocking it jerry but the thing about it is there are actually people who are saying that like oh uh, my god i get i get to be free the government has allowing me tomorrow to just go outside and breathe air oh my god i'm gonna do it
0: it's so discouraging and i've said this obviously for a year you and i have talked about it many times it's discouraging the most depressing part of the uh pandemic of the last year plus is the level of submission of 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 compliance among the people that they'd sit there and they wait and they know it makes no sense. They know it's stupid to go outside without a with a mask, but when you're alone and you're running or biking and they do it anyway because the government, whether it's the local government, the, the state government, the national, they wait for word from the government, even though they can do their own research and realize it's all theater. I want to know, I don't know. Colin, Can we take a call today? I want to, or maybe we could just hear from somebody on our, uh, in our YouTube, button, I want to know if any single person, if there's one person out there, maybe they won't be listening to us. I want to know if one person is waiting till tomorrow in Massachusetts or any other state that is uh, is loosening the rules and is, says, oh, good. Finally, the government, the governor is going to let me go outside without covering my face. I'm going to do exactly what I'm told. Is there a person like that out there? Because I tell you, I've done an informal poll so far nobody or well, next to nobody has lost the max mask it's still we're still i know you've been out turtle boy you've been going to stores because you're such a rebel i don't go to stores without a mask but i go outside and it's there, still oh, 95
3: percent not only i like to i edit i'm running for school committee in this town i had a debate last night and they everybody went in with the mask on right I, I took mine off, and guess what, Jerry? Four of the other candidates did, too. I'm a trendsetter, and we were indoors. Wow. And then the moderator took his off, too. Only one person kept theirs on. Just keep taking it off, baby. Nobody like says to, anything. Would, like to
4: confirm, to I'd like to confirm that my daughter and I were masked up at the zoo yesterday. It was a beautiful <laughs> afternoon at Capron Zoo. Beautiful outside. and we
0: were I actually outside. believe that. We well, I'm
4: going to take a selfie and send it to you.
0: I'm surprised you went to the zoo without the with the animals not being masked up. Were yeah, you? Upset? Did I you was, complain? Did I you was. Say, nerv-
4: I'm not going to say I, I wasn't. The nervous lemur,
0: The lemur should have a mask on. I, I heard that from uh, Joy Reid or from <laughs> Chris Cuomo. Uh, it is amazing. I don't know where people get their information, but it is remarkable that today someone will go outside alone, run, biking, walking their dog, and put on a mask, and tomorrow they won't. Tomorrow they'll say, "Oh, good." I don't have to do this anymore. You never had to do it, you fool. But, uh, I don't know if we could, I'd love to talk to somebody who thinks that way. I want to explore the mind, the sick poison mind of a, of a lemming who says, I can't wait. It, for the government to give me uh, permission to go outside and breathe the air. I'd love to hear some someone people like I, that. I here's we some- had some people yesterday in the
4: comments that were all angry at the uh, mass discussion that you were having. So I'll put the number in there. If they want to call in,
0: they're more than welcome. Explain so put- to us why you would ever wait for word from the governor or the government before you went outside and breathe freely. But here's the, the one thing you need to know about uh, the president's speech last night, Turtleboy. I know you were busy. In your own political fight, and uh, I'm 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 rooting for you, pal. I you know you're. Uh, uh, I know that's the first step: school committee, and then it's on to board of selectmen, maybe senate, so yeah. and then to the House of the Senate, then to the governor, and then you know, pretty soon it's going to be Turtle Boy in I don't know 20, uh, 30, Thirty-two or something, Turtle Boy for president. I don't see any flaw in that. I don't see anything that would hold you back. I mean, no, you're going
3: no, to my, yeah, no clips or anything.
0: Nope. You are, you are going places, my friend. But it, uh, there were fifty. Uh, uh, I mean, there were hundred congressmen, a hundred senators. They each had like their own row, social distancing. and everyone was masked up. Even people like uh, Ted Cruz who refuses to m- wear a mask on an everyday basis at, uh, in the Senate. He's a, he's a rebel. He and uh, he and, uh, Rand Paul have lost the mask because they're vaccinated and they're following the science. But the um, CDC issued guidelines this week, I believe, or it could have been last late last week, where, uh, no, this week, that if you're vaccinated and uh, you do not have to wear a mask if you're socially distanced, indoors, outdoors, doesn't matter. So what you had last night was 100 congressmen, 100 senators, a bunch of security people, uh, the president, the vice president, the the, the um, speaker of the House, all violating, all going against CDC guidelines. You had the ultimate theater, the ultimate Fauci mask theater, because you had a, a national TV audience. You had the leader of the free world who obviously took the mask off when he made his speech that would have been something if he didn't because he struggled just to get through it without a mask but you had all these people turtle boy and they were going against cdc guidelines there was no reason for them to wear masks there was no reason for them to have no one near them to be socially distanced they did it anyway so the theater goes on i mean as you know these people, uh, no, here, here's a picture of it. It looks like one of Biden's campaign rallies. It was sad. <laughs> it was flat. And and here's what I didn't understand is it's supposed to be a little bit, you know, dramatic. And y- a year ago, you know, Trump honored Rush Limbaugh along with a bunch of other people, a kid whose father died in the line of duty and, you know, an Im- a new immigrant. And, it, you know, it was really emotional. It was really uh, a well done production. There was not a like that. They were great, great State of the Union. He didn't do any of that. He didn't have anyone in the audience. He didn't, you know, he made up stories like he always does. Of my mother said to me one day that Joey, when you know he's he's lying, uh, but
3: it's just a they, bunch of vague bullshit that sounds good when he writes it or whatever speechwriters write it about right. America as an idea and like trying to sound profound, but it really just amounts to nothing.
0: It it, it did well. I came to this conclusion that if you're a Democrat, these are really easy because all you do or your speechwriters do is make a list of everything, you know, everything you're going to do, every program you're going to start, everything you're going to spend money on. You just make a list of everything. You don't ever talk about, you know, tax cuts or fiscal discipline. You don't ever talk about uh, shrinking government at any level. All you do is say, we're going to do everything. You know, we're going to, tax the rich he went on this rant about taxing the rich we're gonna live in like
3: we're gonna live like the jetsons we're just gonna create all these new green jobs that's what i kept here we're gonna live and we're gonna build motor ships in outer space and do this (laughs) and that like these people there's no plan they have no plan for any of this stuff all they know it just sounds good to them
0: right and and he he actually said and i a lot of people were tweeting about this but he said it before he said it during the campaign he was going to cure cancer cure okay. this is a guy who can't walk up a flight of stairs and he's going to this is a guy who's grabbing his dog's tail when he's naked walking out of the shower and that guy that guy is going to cure cancer here's what i want when you finish listening to a speech like this an hour long list of things we have to do in this and and things to, to improve this awful racist unfair country, I, I would like to talk to the guys who've been in Washington for the last 45, 50 years, you know, in the Senate, in the in the administration, and say, what have you done to my country? I mean, if you were if you're a guy who's been in power for fifty years, don't you have some explaining to do? Because that guy last night, that you know that that new guy, that outsider Joe Biden, he gave yeah. a whole list of things that are wrong with this country. And you're sitting there going, wait a second. You know, you were in the Senate for 36 years. You were in the white house for eight years. You're back in the white house. What, how'd you let this, how'd you let this whole thing go? So, well, so Trump, badly Trump
3: in four years, just let it all happen, Jerry,
0: right. You have Trump, Trump comes in four years and it's all his fault. The guy who's been there 50 years is, is saying, Oh, how about tax the rich? Well, I mean, you were just in the white house with Barack Obama, you know, for four, for eight years, two radicals. Why didn't you tax the rich? I mean, why didn't it all get... Why didn't all the problems get solved? That, systemic I,
3: racism, Jerry. Everything is systemic racism. That's
0: what it comes well, down to. In the to 21st
3: that. century,
4: we're at a great inflection point in history. We have to do
0: more than just build back better. We, build back, we have to build back better.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, build back better. I like that <laughs> yeah, one. Together. Yeah, We I have, have like, to do more than build back better. We have to build back better. Uh, which is... Uh, Great point. Let's be honest.
3: Did <laughs> he have to up his speech afterwards? But
0: here's <laughs> here's a, uh, a thing that broke before the speech and and went kind of viral. And I'm not even sure if he read it correctly uh, during the speech. But he um, he said the attack on January 6th. You know, the insurrection, terribly, the insurrection where they were going to overthrow the government, install a new system. Viking man was going to be the new God King. The guy who put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk was going to be the vice assistant God King whole new system it was going to be fascism and dictat a dictatorship and tyranny. They were this close as you know, to beheading all of our leaders. They were, were this close to beheading AOC and, and, and Mike Pence and taking over the government. I mean, we, we, uh, we, we dodged a bullet. We all know that that insurrection where, uh, know, 300 people trespassed, and uh, a unarmed female protester got shot in the neck by an unnamed uh, Capitol Hill police and killed, and that was the only person who was killed that day. That insurrection, I don't know if you heard this, was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. I need you to check on this for me, uh, Cullinane. Did you actually read the line correctly? Because they, when they released the speech...
4: No, they saw uh, that was out in advance. So he just said, "Just face." I'll play it right now. He just he ma- names a bunch of things. And just said, "Face the worst attack on our democracy." But we know what he was alluding to. Hundred days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation. We all did. That was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The worst attack on our democracy
0: since the Civil War. There you go. <laughs> he actually said that and do you not remember nine eleven? I mean that, I mean Pearl he Harbor was, He was born eleven months after Pearl Harbor, a guy who grew up, you know, in a well, I get, didn't grow up, was born uh in a during World War II, and one day, one day his father pulled him aside, and said Joey, Joey, someday there'll be a bunch of hooligans who storm the Capitol. That's worse than what just happened at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, and he said, Dad, you're right. But it became. Here's here's what happened. Oh, hold on, before
4: you go, don't forget. I mean, this is a guy who will look at this tweet. Did you see this tweet last? Oh, oh, hold on. It was this one. Sorry, wrong one. Did you see this tweet? This is somebody who's yes. going to write. Uh, who's going to write the book about? You know, probably
0: this year. This is how. This is from a once respected uh, historian.
3: I've, I've read Michael. this guy's books too. He's like a, you're right. He's one of the most respected historians out there. He, he's lost his mind. This is what Trump did to these people.
0: Yeah, right. Trump broke this clown. This used to be a respected um, uh, historian, writer. And he says in advance, by the way, because I tweeted a, at him and and pointed out what a sad, p- petty, partisan you, clown. He showed him. He is. And uh, and uh, a lot of other people did, too. I mean, Michael Beschloss, and who's the clown that writes for uh, Meacham? Meacham, the guy who was on MSNBC talking about what a wonderful speech Biden made during the campaign. And we found out later he wrote it. He was secretly on Biden's payroll writing speeches and then going on TV and saying how good they were. People like this are are, are historians. And you're right. Trump broke them. But as I point out, I mean, this is just a partial list. You're a, you're a big history buff. Obviously, the first reaction to this everybody had was, what about 9-11? We lost 3,000 Americans on our own soil attacked by Islamic extremists. Um, Pearl Harbor, we lost, what, 2,200, 2,300 um, um, uh, uh, sailor soldiers in, in, in Hawaii that day. Um, that's, that's a pretty big attack on our democracy. That he thinks January 6th, where again 300 hooligans stormed the Capitol just like all the feminists did during the Kavanaugh hearings. They, they interrupted proceedings in the Capitol. They didn't kill anybody, you know, they, they didn't have any guns, they didn't shot, sh- uh, fire a shot. That's worse than 9 11, worse than the marathon bombing, worse than Oklahoma City, worse than uh, um, um, Pearl Harbor. Worse than I mean. Think of the other things. I was coming up with a few others. Lebanon, the Marine Barracks were two hundred. Uh, about the fact Marines? that
3: four presidents since then, Jerry, have been assassinated, including <laughs> Lincoln.
0: Cool. I like, think I, saw,
4: I think I saw somebody tweet yesterday. It is believed that Flight 93 was headed for the Capitol. Right. Yes, it that's was.
3: True. Yes, it was. That's that's a good point. That that was I, their intended target.
4: I would say. I would say. You know, the attack. That of day,
3: dem- what's a bigger attack on democracy than killing the president that the people elected?
0: That's a good question. Uh, Well, I'd say the fact that uh, some um, idiot, you know, Rube, uh, you know, oath keeper took the podium and tried to walk out of the Capitol. I'd I'd say that is right up there with shooting, um, you know, JFK in the head. I mean, this clown, Michael Betchloss, if you're just uh, listening and not uh, watching uh, on the YouTube, he says, Joe Biden is absolutely correct in saying tonight – and saying tonight that January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Period. Did he get ratioed That's on this?
3: exactly what I was just going to ask. Did he get the, the ratio he deserved or did people actually agree with that?
0: Um, uh, he, he got 22,000 likes and 4,200 retweets. I mean, How many- even if you love Biden and hate Trump, I mean, you have to admit Beschloss should have a clown nose. He should be mocked and ridiculed. This is a, a partisan hack that's not a historian if there were one thing and it were you know only 9-11 or only Pearl Harbor they forgot about it, you'd say well it happens to all of us he overlooked something but the idea that a bunch of vandals in the capitol is worse than 9-11 is worse than Pearl Harbor that should offend
3: sure, it wasn't people. the worst attack on democracy during the Trump administration let's not forget a crazed Bernie bro radicalized by his propaganda Went and shot members of Congress, including one of the highest ranking members, the House Whip, Steve Scalise, and Rand Paul. I mean, he's a pretty prominent senator. They shot them both. And this is but, how is that not a the, They were elected by the people, right? And they got shot because a crazed Bernie supporter, radicalized by lies about them trying to take away your health care, uh, got them this guy to just like, I need to kill them. And that's what they did. And,
0: and the FBI classified it as suicide by cop, not terror, you know, not attempted oh. murder suicide by cop in other words that guy hodgsonson was trying to get commit suicide so he shot a bunch of congressmen and waited for the uh, armed guards to shoot him dead which they did but that's they didn't want that to appear to be you know an attack on a democracy but it brings out just the insane like uh, you know the partisanship where you you can't even admit that is wrong. You can't even admit that is stupid. It's like right afterwards when, uh what's the, uh, Gloria Borger, after, as soon as the speech is over, he said, let's be honest, the man behind Operation Warp Speed is Joe Biden. And I go, and everyone's on going, what? Operation Warp Speed started in May of <laughs> As, uh, they were vaccinating a million people a day when Jill she misspoke the there.
4: She misspoke there, but the fact is, it's worse because nobody corrected her. But I think she miss- she just misspoke. She, she apologized. Yeah, she yeah. wouldn't
0: apologize, just like all the guys on Twitter who called uh, uh, Tim Scott an Uncle Tom. When his no, Uncle
3: Tim, was- they're calling him now. Uncle Tim. Uncle That's Tim, trending.
0: right? Uncle Tim was trending. Is it still trending? I don't think. Yeah, it is still trending. Uncle Tim, um, but a bunch of liberals went after uh, Uncle Tim who we know lied, you know, his great, great grandfather actually owned a couple of acres that he was, uh, <laughs> that he was working on down in South Carolina. So, you know, we, we know he's a child of privilege. Tim yeah, Scott,
3: the, the Washington Post actually did That's I mean, that's insane. The, you saw the that Washington story. Post write it,
0: but Turtle Boy, to his credit, Tim Scott spoke for like 10 minutes, right? 15 minutes. He brought it up and he, and he, and he, and it was great. He was very emotionally brought up what? Glenn Kessler, that hack at the Washington Post, wrote about him, and and and, white and guy. T- took a good shot at him. It was pretty good. That thing totally backfired on the Biden slash media because uh, you know cartel because uh, Tim Scott is is a likable guy, and you know he didn't grow up with any privilege just because his whoever it was great grandfather owned some some land. They still work that land and he still grew up poor and he still grew up in a broken home. I mean, and he made that clear in this terrific speech. Here was the big controversial line and you can find it, Colin It's, a, it's, it's out there of the night. I'm, I'm going to say, I don't even know if I should say this. I should be like, uh, um, Erica Nardini on Barstool and, and they should bleep, out. bleep this out. We'll get oh, to that. that. We'll get you're to that. that. Yep. Um, This is interesting. We'll get to the Ben Shapiro, Dave Portnoy sit down, which you were the first to, uh, uh, to criticize. uh, And and you forced me to listen and, um, I, I, I hate you for it. But anyway, Tim Scott comes out after, you know, Joe Biden's tired list of all the things government's going to do for everybody. And by the way, doesn't even mention the border crisis. Doesn't even get into that at all. uh, uh, Nothing to see there folks. Um, Tim Scott comes out in the in the middle of a speech and says, You ready for this, Turtle Boy? <sighs> this could get us taken off YouTube forever. America is not a racist country. Ooh. Now that was a hot take from Tim Scott, a senator, which I assume will be he'll be banned from Twitter, uh, taken down, it'll be taken off YouTube. We'll be taken off YouTube. I mean, you can't just say something like that, something crazy like that. A, a black guy who grew up in the South, who made it from, as he likes to say, cotton to Congress in one generation, a, a, a senator who says America is not a racist country. And I wish it were in a, bo- a full uh, chamber so we could hear who cheers and who 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 boos, because, as I point out, in one line, he destroys the entire you know, Biden-Harris agenda right? Everything they do, everything they say is based on this lie that the whole country is racist. Systemic
3: systemic racism. Um, Systemic
0: cues are being taught that the color of their
4: skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor.
0: From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions We've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. Amen, Whoa. Tim Scott. Whoa. I mean, that that's... thats thats he, You know he's attacking, he's attacking, he's attacking I, uh, Nice
4: him. knowing you, YouTube commenters. It was a good run. It was a solid two-week run,
0: but nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could blame him for saying something. I am mean, I'm, I'm distancing myself from that, but here's the amazing thing. The day before, Lindsey Graham went on TV and said, it's not a systemically racist country. Look at... You know, we the country voted for Obama twice, even though he was... Un, not qualified for the office. Initially, they put him in office twice. Overwhelmingly, uh, you have um, you know black Supreme Court justices, a black vice president. You have black you know, leaders of industry. In fact, you have uh, affirmative action programs in place by oh law. You can't discriminate on on the basis of uh, race by law. So, uh, systemically, uh, I- systematically. We're just the opposite of racist and every
3: major American city that is majority black like Baltimore is governed by black people. the the police right. and, and are black in most of these cities. The mayors are often black. Commissioners are black. What are you talking about?
0: And police chiefs and police are often the it's often minority majority in police departments. so so Lindsey Graham, to his credit, he doesn't always, you know, uh, you know take <laughs> have a bold take like this says I don't think it's a Systemically racist country, and immediately he was getting killed. Yeah. By you can't say that, and you know all the usual suspects on all the networks and all the you know you know, you know the Washington Post, New York Times is saying, you know I can't believe he said that. So a guy defends the country, defends the greatest country ever, the least racist place in the world, a place where there is you know opportunity for everybody. We have equality, not, we don't quite have equity yet. We're working on it, but we have Just so, he's the worst spokesperson
3: for it. I mean, obviously it means more coming from Tim Scott because he is black, but Lindsey Graham is just your typical old white Southerner. And so for him to get up no, there, and like, there's no systemic racism. It's not the most effective speaker. I agree with him.
0: But- uh, it, it, I, I wasn't talking about effectiveness of the speech. I was talking about telling the truth, stating oh, a fact, of course, stating a fact and, the, it's not that he said it. It's that it is a bold take. It is. It is. Go- I mean, uh, I was surprised he even said it. You think Mitt Romney would say that? I mean, do you think, uh, you know, Liz Cheney would say that? I Mitt don't Romney think so. Romney fell asleep last night. That's true. That's, Liz, that's they, how boring they, they, it was. Mitt, yeah, Mitt was there, and he was, uh, he was nodding off. And, uh, and Liz Cheney, I'm sure, it was, it was giddy. Oh, I was, hate her.
3: God, don't give me, me started they, on
0: her. Little uh, fist bump. They caught her running, running down an aisle to get give biden a fist pump before he took uh she to get
3: primaried she bet she needs to get the hell out of, of here jerry
0: i'm telling you right now turtle boy the uh, uh, uh donald trump will spend more time in utah than joseph smith give him a <laughs> i mean wyoming a- jerry wyoming I mean, Wyoming.
3: Right, right. he's not going to do um, him much. good. You know what? Utah. He's
0: going to go to Utah when mitts up for reelection. That's a few years. Wyoming's
3: away. a lot more conservative than Utah. Okay, he's going
0: to spend more time in Wyoming than I don't know who uh, Billy, the kid, any of those old cowboys from Wyoming. Cause he's going to, he's going to buy a residence. He's going to spend so much time in Wyoming trying to get her defeated. And he will succeed her latest poll. She's in like single digits. It's, it's great. I can't wait for a to see her get booted out of office, but Tim Scott and I didn't have high hopes because he's the police reform guy, and I don't think police reform should be uh, top not of the agenda right now. It shouldn't be on the agenda. It's playing at all. into playing into the Democrats' hands. But he, all he did was point out he had a uh, a bill to reform police, and the Democrats filibustered it. You know, because of that racist the filibuster. Racist filibuster yeah. They used the they used the filibuster to stop his police reform bill, and he pointed that out. He didn't. Sit there and harp on, uh, you know, uh, police brutality. He did mention Breonna Taylor and uh, and and a few other um, people. I think, George, I think he mentioned George Floyd. Uh, but uh, we have a new, we have a new icon, by the way, Andrew um, Andrew Brown, who was shot <laughs> by police in uh, North Carolina. I've seen the outrage. I haven't researched into
3: it, but I'm guessing there's more to the story.
0: <laughs> Your yes. guess- I think you would be correct. But just so you know, he's you know, and, and he's the. Latest guardian angel. You know, Elon Omar said that the new guardian angel for the, for them was Dante, right? Yeah. We'll step aside Dante, right? Cause Andrew Brown has a rap sheet. 180 pages long. He's oh. 42 years old, 42 years old. He has 10 kids. He has a job, oh. which is, which is dealing fentanyl and they've oh. caught him on tape, dealing drugs. He tried to take off. He got shot. And 10 minutes later, Benjamin I'm Crump, shocked, Al Jerry. Sharpton, they were all there. They were all there, and and they will, um, um, they will be, you know. It
3: happened as often as they pretend like it happens. You'd think that they could find a martyr who you know wasn't a fentanyl dealer or what you know somebody that just didn't have a rap sheet. Of my, is it that hard to find like a a nice innocent guy like Bottom Jean? I mean, that's the only one that comes to mind.
0: <laughs> it's a good question. I think the answer is no. And you know what? We should get to uh, um, Elon, Elon, uh, Ayanna Presley now because. Ayanna Presley's my congressperson, as I point it all. She's as bad or worse than anyone, any of the squad members, any of the radicals now in in Washington, and she at times feels like she's being ignored, and she so she has to uh, kick and scream and make a because uh, you know AOC gets all the all the attention or. Um, Elon Omar or even Rashida Tlaib last week when she said get rid of cops, get rid of prisons, let Derek Chauvin go free. Yeah, and she didn't say that, but you know it was implied. He wants to get rid of prisons, and so Ayana is sitting back saying, how, "What about me?" She she tries to get the attention by saying outrageous, racist things. She keeps complaining about uh, how the vaccine there's too many white people getting the vaccine and not wow. She she wants to make sure all the 20 year old black kids get vaccinated before the 80 year old white people. But anyway. This went. This does not go viral. This does not make you know make a splash the way everything AOC says does. But she says yesterday. I just see it on Twitter, and I go, "What the hell?" Um, we'll play it. But Ayanna Presley says since the Chauvin trial uh, ended, which is what two weeks, two weeks since Chauvin got convicted. Yeah, it's about two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Seventy people in America have been murdered by the police. Is that true? Yes. Um, can, uh, let's hear I can, it from Ayana. I mean, it, <laughs> I I'm, I'm going to say she overshot that number by, oh, 70. All right? I don't think anybody was murdered by the police in the last two weeks. I mean, obviously, they're a police shooter. Killed, him, maybe. But-
3: like, they throw that word around like it means has no meaning because, of course, words have no meaning to them because they constantly redefine words. But murder is an actual thing. Like, you, right. just because somebody was killed doesn't mean they were murdered okay dear that's not how this works
0: so she's including i assume every cop who shot a armed suspect every cop who shot someone who's shooting at them she's including nicholas reardon the hero the 23 year old hero, anybody who's ever fought in a war like is a murderer according to her like every
3: world war ii veteran who like shot a japanese guy is a murderer but
0: if you followed it up if you followed it up and you said among those 70 people who were murdered by police. Do you include Micaiah Bryant? Oh, no doubt. And, and no you doubt. know what her answer would be turtle. But her answer would be, of course she was shot in, you know, by in cold blood by, by that officer, Nicholas Reardon in Columbus. So the guy saving the life of the woman in pink who we haven't heard from yet. We should someone, I mean, she has to come out and thank the cop. She has to, we saw it. We all know she'd be dead right now, if not for Nicholas Reardon, but it doesn't matter. Because Micaiah Brown is of one race and Nicholas Riddens of another, which to Ayanna Presley means Nicholas Riddens is a murderer. But yes. can we hear? Can we hear from Ayanna,
1: Dave? Let me just stop for a moment and just um, be blunt and talk about how we arrived here. Black lives have not mattered; they've not mattered since the very inception of this country. The original sin of slavery. And so for that reason, because black lives have not mattered, our humanity has never been seen. That is why our black children are adultified. That is why our skin color is criminalized. That is why our very existence is criminalized. The Derek Chauvin verdict of guilty is one example of accountability, not justice, because true justice would mean that George Floyd would still be here with his family, with his siblings, with his children. But I can't even approximate for you, Don, because black lives matter just that little. I don't even have the data to accurately capture how many lives have been interrupted and we've been, that have been stolen from families. Now, based on my, my quick assessment, since George Floyd's murder, a hundred people have been murdered at the hands of law enforcement. Since the trial, 70 people have been murdered at the hands of law enforcement. So what I want to hear from this administration and from all of my colleagues at every level of government is they are committed to passing legislation. They are committed to systemic change.
0: Uh, That that to me is more outrageous than anything I think I've ever heard from uh, AOC or from. Uh you know, I guess
3: I mean did Daniel Dale do a fact check on that? He loves the fact checks. Can do uh, a fact check on that?
0: Daniel Dale fact checked uh Biden last night and called him out, called him a liar or, or said he was uh not telling the truth about something. I guess it was maybe it was that nine eleven line, but he took a beating for it. But yes, it's he did just, a little uh, fact black checking. Black lives don't matter. I'm, How'd you but, get elected to Congress then? She's a sitting congresswoman, a complete lunatic. Who is a sitting Congresswoman making 170 grand a year? One of you know 435 two. talking, and 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 we know you know we had a president, president for two terms. Uh, again, uh, Congress people, senators, Supreme Court justices, business leaders, you know, entertainers, everything, and Black Lives, skin Black, their skin color has been outlawed, or whatever she says, have been criminalized, criminalized. And she flat out lies about cops. Here's what I'd like to know. If she is an event, given a speech, whatever, how could one cop, whether it's in Boston or in D.C., one cop serve on her detail? How could you do that if you are a a uh, self-respected police officer? This woman who says you, your people, police officers have murdered 70 people in the last two weeks. Now, nobody has mentioned this. I've looked. I tweeted about it. I heard it nobody uh it's it's of course it's not uh, gonna it just gets because
3: nobody you never because it just gets lost in a sea of other lies that these people tell all they do is lie so it's just like another one to throw on the pile she'll have another lie in a few days and so will aoc and ilan omar and and you'll just forget about this one but
0: it's so not only is it outrageous it's slanderous it's like yes cops are out there killing you know unarmed black people it's a lie and it's designed to divide people It's designed to fan the flames of racial tension that she, she is one of the worst racial arsonists. There are, that she wants, well, how is she
3: going to have a job, Jerry, if she's not going to say stuff like that, this is like what she does. This is what she's paid to do this. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The last thing these people want is an end to racism because they'll right. all have to get real jobs. They don't want this. They're all in the
0: racism industrial complex. It's, it and but but I'm just trying to point out, Terrell, that that is more, even by that standard, even by the daily, uh, you know, uh, discussion about systemic racism and everything else about the system. This is an outrageous uh, statement, even by those standards, and it's amazing. Obviously, you know, the Boston Globe supports her. They, they their whole you know their whole mission is to fan the flames of racial hatred. That's what they do. But you'd think somebody in Boston, one of the TV stations, maybe the Boston Herald would pick up on how ridiculous, how outrageous that is. Maybe talk to some cops, ask them how many black kids they've murdered today. 70 people murdered by police in two weeks. That is not only a lie, but it's a lie designed to get some one part of society to hate another part. A lie designed to make the police officers the enemy of the you know, black community, she is lying about cops, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's it's more it's more controversial for Lindsey Graham to say the country's not systemically racist than it is for this woman to say cops are shooting on our black kids and they've murdered 70 of them in two weeks. It is too bad we don't have a, a media in uh, in at least in New England, we don't have much of a media nationally that, that can focus on her. And what a liar she is and what a racist, she, I mean, race baiter she is. She wants you, if you're black, if you're young, to hate cops. So the next time, you know, there's a, a confrontation, you know, she could say, see, you know, there's this tension between the police and the, and the community. She's that's the one what, that makes the way, the like, that's that the- tension.
4: Yeah, and that's the platform. Like, she gets, she gets, you talk about who's paying attention to her. It's platforms like that, like now this, like they dominate, like, the, the political, social sphere of people that aren't really like going out and seeking additional information on politics or social issues, right? So they just go there, hear it, trust it, believe it, and now they're indoctrinated. You know, like that's, no, like it's, it's, totally it's unfair. You know, it's, it's just, it's just wrong. Thing.
0: And I understand that people are going to do that, but why can't we call her out? I'm honestly. Why isn't everyone calling her out? There's almost nobody who will even bring that up. Bring that up that a sitting congresswoman is accusing the police of murdering 70 people. If they murdered one person, two people in the last two weeks, it would be a huge story. It'd be national news. They'd be talking about it on all the talk shows and and everyone would be writing about it. If they murdered one person, she's saying they murdered 70 people and they did it because of the color of their skin. It's just so ridiculous and i know it's like a cry for attention it's like you know i i i need to do something say something so i can get a little bit of that attention that goes to aoc every day or is going to whatever kamala you know somebody somebody come look at me i could say ridiculous things too but as far as i could tell dave i'm the only one who's brought this up i'm the only one who's even mentioned it it's amazing it's amazing. Uh, the by the Anderson way, <laughs> say something that ridiculous and nobody cares. You got
4: like fifty uh, percent of what that post got in terms of engagement. <laughs> like you you know, and they have millions of followers, and you got. <laughs> you got but she didn't. Uh, it, it actually, there's not a lot of comments or anything to see if anybody, you know, called bullshit on her or anything like that. It's all just nonsense. I mean, right cool, right we'll uh, that, how
0: hard would that be to fact check? To yeah. say, let's see, how many people in the last two weeks have been shot by cops? I know there was a. a a bunch in the last week and they all in, I mean, obviously every one of them, that there's some level of justification. The cops have a a reason, you know, they're mostly armed people shooting back at them. Those aren't, that's not murder. That's not murder. If there were a murder, like, like Walter Scott in South Carolina years ago, where there's video of him shooting him in the back and the guy, and the cop went away for life. and, And Tim Scott mentioned that last night. That's murder. That's, that's, prosecuted that guy was convicted if there were a murder we would know about it we would see it hear about it and that cop would most likely get charged and and most likely get convicted uh I mean, what else can you do it's just so outrageous and i and i understand that sort of thing but why can't people call her a why can't she face the criticism that she that she should when you say something so outrageous i mean obviously i could talk to cops you and i could call up and talk to cops and they would say how ridiculous that is but it would still be just us when the whole you know the media just looks the other way or flat out you know carries the water, carries water for her. Like the Boston globe. It's outrageous.
4: I feel bad for any cop. That's like uh it probably in the 50, 50 zone. If you're like 50% there toward getting your pension, I feel bad. Be- you know what I mean? Like if you're even close to retire right now and get your pension, like see, go, well, you know what I mean? Like just
0: go. The numbers, the numbers are unbelievable. The people, cops who are retiring. We've seen it in the big cities in Philadelphia and New York, but they, you're, you, you make a good point. They, if they've already vested, if they're already put in their 20 years, and they get their full pension, they're looking around saying, Why do I need this? Yep. Why do I need this aggravation? Why do I need to be to be demonized, villainized by these demagogues? And they're retiring in droves. All these big city police station police forces are down numbers because you know you gotta go for 10, 10, 12 months to to uh, to the academy before you become a cop, and there's this lull where you Uh, All the guys are just quitting and they're not being replaced and it's, and it's making it worse, making life worse for, you know, who for black people, for minorities, for people in, in the neighborhoods that need the cops. And they're the ones, and, and, you know, white liberals are saying, let's defund the police or, or black demagogues in the case of Anna Presley. They're the ones making the cops the bad guy. Cops quit. The people in those communities are the ones who suffer and it's gonna get worse. It's already bad. But it's going to get worse, and the blood is on the hands of people like her, like AOC, like Rashid Tlaib, who make the cops the bad guys, even when they're not. They make up lies about them like this case. But maybe we'll see. Maybe uh, Ayana today I'd to, will come I'd out. love to get a better
4: pulse. Like, uh, Remember, I mean, we played that. I mean, I heard from so many people about it, but we played that video of the cop mocking LeBron, which, by the way... Like, he's, he's, he's suspended. Correct. Five million views. The, they're doing an internal investigation into it, but it doesn't get 5 million views because people either aren't laughing or don't agree with them. You know what I mean? Like 5 million people are watching that and they're entertained by it. Right. So they, right, like, right. And people do support the police out there. <laughs> like it's they're, no that, question.
0: No question. And I, I don't, I think for, there's a reason Biden didn't spend much time on demonizing the cops the way so many in Congress and, and Senate do. But um, the, the cop who responded in uh, DC, when the guy said, you're going to shoot me like Micaiah Bryant. And he said, are you going to stab someone? That guy was pulled off, uh, off duty and these, um, under investigation. And then the cop named Sylvester, who did that funny video where he pretended to call LeBron, he's under investigation. It's all part of the same mentality that the cops are the bad guys. Now, if LeBron had any self-awareness and he doesn't, if he had any sense of humor and he doesn't, he would say. Uh, leave the guy alone. It was funny. I could take a joke, right? I mean, that's what he would say when he found out this cop who mocked him was uh, suspended. But we'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye on that. See if he gets fired. You know, we need all the cops we can get, and they're gonna fire guys for making funny you know one minute memes or one minute videos we'll see you.
4: he could also take the julian Edel- edelman approach and go reach out to people like that la cop who posted that great video was beyond reasonable he hasn't reached out to that guy and obviously that's a that's a one-off and he doesn't have to reach out to the guy but it would be a good look for him to do something like that after looking like such an
0: asshole it
4: would be a nice look
0: and uh, by the way when you lose uh uh, qualified immunity you're uh, you're concerned that all the money you've saved up and, and your pension could go like that once you lose qualified immunity and they can sue you for an accident on the job. so I think it's another reason guys are bailing uh, but all right we got a few other things to get to um, the, the, the if you haven't really read or uh, seen the story of the um, the raid on uh, Rudy Giuliani's office at 6 am yesterday. You got to read at least this one detail to understand just how chilling this is. The Joe Biden DOJ, the Joe Biden FBI is seeking out revenge against Joe Biden's political, political enemies. We know that we know how this works. We've, we saw what happened to, uh, you know, to, to uh, Roger Stone when they said 29 federal agents to, to bust this old guy at his home in, in Florida. Um, but this well, they they raided Giuliani's office in in New York allegedly because he uh, served as a uh, foreign lobbyist without registering, which is a ridiculous charge. But anyway, they took all his electronic equipment, and according to Giuliani's son, they left one thing. They left one one thing they didn't take. The FBI, and that was Hunter Biden's laptop. Now you can. I know a lot of people hate Giuliani and. They might want to you know, wait for the facts and see if there's any – when they leave a laptop that has the stuff on it that we know is on it, say, we're not interested in that. Let's find out if Giuliani was lobbying you know, illegally. You know they are partisans. You know it is political. I think the fact that they left the Hunter laptop and didn't want to touch it, and Hunter's going to now teach a course in Tulane while Giuliani fights to stay out of prison – that should scare everybody. I don't care if you if you love Biden and hate, hate Trump or hate Giuliani. That should frighten everyone that they're using. I believe there were six or seven FBI agents who raided the home and took all his stuff yesterday morning because he didn't register as a lobbyist. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Hunter Biden made millions in the Ukraine. And I think the big guy did too. But uh they're not concerned with that, but we'll see how that plays out. I believe Giuliani's on with Tucker tonight, which should be interesting because he's a, you say what you want about him. He's a fighter. He's a New Yorker. You know, he's a prosecutor. He's not going to just roll over and, uh, and, and take this. It's going to get ugly and, uh, it's going to get scary. I mean, it's scary, especially when you see whatever the, the idiots who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, I think the number is 36, 36 are still in jail with no bail. For trespassing in most cases. Some didn't even go in the Capitol. They were taking selfies out in the steps and they're still in jail. It is it is a scary time. But uh, a couple other things. Oh, I want to get to the draft because I'm a draft Nick and I'm looking forward to uh, tonight. I'm going to watch. I can't believe I do this now. I watch the draft. I like all the, the interviews. I like the stories. I like you know the, all the permutations the trades and, and we'll, and especially the quarterbacks. And, and I'm, I'm just going to put the NFL on notice. If the first three guys are all white, I'm coming for you, Roger Goodell. I'm coming for you. Yep. I'll just stop watching. I'll change the channel. I'll change my antennas up me. I'm I'm just like uh, Max Kellerman. I'm not going to be happy if the first three guys are all white. We know the first two are white and we're pretty sure the third guy's white. And if that happens, there's hell to pay Roger Goodell. There will be hell to pay. Now, if the next, 27 guys are all black. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Me and Max, Max and me, we're cool. Max and I, we're cool with that, but if the third guy, if the third guy has, like, light-colored skin and, you know, he's not, you know, an African, I'm going to be really upset. And, you you know, the, uh, what, did we, what did
4: we say last, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I said that Keith Oberman would be a guy you'd want to sit in a room and debate. I'd, I would have loved to seen you on a panel if he said that. I would have loved to have been there in the room. Yeah. You
0: see. I think the Keith Ullman's smart. He's completely insane. He's smart. Max Culliman is not. You know, he's not. And to me, the amazing thing—it's almost like Ayanna—is you could say something that stupid, that ignorant, that insane to say that I'm coming. I'm. I'm. The NFL's on notice. My antenna's up. And if they take a white guy, number three, San Francisco takes a quarterback, and the quarterback is not at least part African American. I'm going to be upset and nobody cares. I mean, I talked about it and I, you know, the outkick guys, Bobby Burrick wrote about it, but nationally I saw hardly any criticism of Max Kellerman for saying something racist and outrageous like that, or the other guy, whatever his name is, Matt Kenzie, the writer for ESPN, who said the NFL is trying to make the position of quarterback as white as the lines on the field. You can write something that stupid, and nobody cares because they're afraid to know, challenge you or attack you. So he can, he gets away with it and we'll see tonight if, uh, and they will, I believe San Francisco will take Mac Jones, three thoughts and prayers, Max Kellerman. I hope, I hope you'll be okay. I hope you'll be okay. If Max, if Mac Jones goes to San Francisco and by the way, if he does, then the new England Patriots are the leader. Although, although, uh, Adam Schefter is saying that there are a number of teams interested if indeed the Niners trade, um, Trade Jimmy Garoppolo, we believe the Patriots are the leader in the clubhouse for, for you know, to, to who who cares deal? what
4: Adam Schefter's take is when Dale Arnold is <laughs> is breaking the Jimmy Garoppolo news from the clouds, which what was the oh. other story that that he referenced that he broke before? Oh, he, he's the one who said Tom Brady was going to the Bucks first. Did, did he yeah. claim to have yeah. that?
0: Right, two months after we said it, I believe he said it. So, you know, good oh, for he, him.
4: he he claimed he had it. well. I guess you did have a source, right? Yeah, you were you were.
0: Uh, I did out. have a source, and you know who it was. And you, you were there,
4: like you didn't report it. You didn't tweet no. that out and fucking own it. Dale Arnold's going out there and being a a big dog and owning this. I show. don't
0: I don't remember what Dale said. He's got sources. He's broken yeah. stories. Usually, you know, they're he Patriot stories, Bruins stories. But here's was Adam Schefter um this morning he says multiple teams are expected to contact the 49ers today to inquire about the availability of jimmy garoppolo per sources but as of early this morning the chances of garoppolo being traded are in the words of one source remote let's see if anything changes in the next 72 hours now they might want him to start and let the rookie uh learn for at least half a season maybe a whole season now they the word is that that's more likely if it's uh Trey Lance or Justin Fields and less likely if it's Mac Jones, who's smart and apparently further along and plus he's white, right? Max Kellerman. Um, so, but maybe even if, even if they draft Mac Jones, maybe going to wait to trade Garoppolo, but it does feel like <sighs> there was a gentleman's agreement. When, when Belichick sent Garoppolo to San Francisco, we all asked, why did he get so little? He got a second round pick. And the word was, you know, he he likes um, Shanahan, he likes the Niners, he likes John Lynch, and he wanted Garoppolo to be in a good situation, which seemed outrageous at the time. That's not Belichick's job. Belichick's job is to get the most he can get in a deal, and he didn't get enough for Garoppolo. I said it at the time, lots of people did. Well, if it felt like there was a little gentleman's agreement among friends there then, why not now? I mean, doesn't Shanahan and Lynch and the Niners, don't they owe Belichick? like a good deal. And so I do feel like if he gets traded, the Patriots are a logical destination because Belichick likes him. Let's be honest. If Belichick likes a guy, that matters. If he thinks that guy can step in and run the system, that matters. So I do think if he's traded, the Patriots, A, have the need, and a lot of teams don't. B, have the familiarity with not just the player, but with the other organization. So I do think if he gets dealt, he's coming here and God knows he's a major upgrade over Cam Newton. Which- I'd, say, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so.
4: It's, it's a lock. I mean, And you've been seeing even during, uh, and I guess maybe you don't have to read into it, but you've seen McDaniels with uh, with people from the 49ers, with Lynch or, or Shanahan. So you've seen a lot of pictures out there. There's definitely a lot of communication between the two happening, which, you know, if you're the leader in the clubhouse, that's a good sign for you.
0: So. And and we all agree Belichick is really, really smart. Um he knows Cam Newton stinks. He knows it. I mean, I understand now I I don't understand actually, but I think he signed him because he can always trade him or he can make him his backup. He's only making whatever it is, three and a half million plus incentives. But I wonder, and obviously Belichick knows better than I do, but I wonder if Cam Newton is built to be a backup. He seems like an alpha dog to his core. He seems like a really good leader, popular among teammates Been a starter his whole career, except when he was benched here. I can't imagine you look at Cam Newton and say, that's the guy we want coming off the bench. We want holding the clipboard. Um, It does not seem like a good fit. Cam Newton is your backup. And I wonder if they can deal him to someone else and draft a QB so they would have a rookie that they get either at 15 or they get in the second or third round. Let's keep in mind, Belichick has never taken a quarterback in the first round, not in Cleveland, not in New England, not when he had a desperate need for a quarterback. Um, obviously, he had uh, he had Brady. When they took Garoppolo in the second round, it was a big deal because they had Brady, right? It was like, why do you need him? So obviously, they had Brady, had no need. But you have to go back to the New York Giants with Phil Simms to find the last time a Belichick team took a a QB in the first round. But this time it would make sense. I think you have to sell out everything if there's a quarterback you like because no player in any sport, in any position, means more. You know, everything, if you get a good quarterback, everything changes. You're immediately a contender. You know, everyone else looks better, plays better if you have a good quarterback. If you don't, nothing else matters. Nothing matters. You could have the greatest defense, the greatest receiving core, offensive line, greatest coaching staff, whatever. The easiest schedule. Nothing matters if your quarterback is not good. You can write that down. You can quote me because Cam see, Newton I was is thinking not about, good.
4: I was thinking about this randomly with the other day with sports and stuff like like Cam Newton is clearly not cut out to be a starting, <laughs> starting quarterback not anymore. anymore. In hockey, right? I monitor the hockey a lot more than I monitor football. We talk about get like you can sign a guy for the intangibles in the locker room, and for some reason, you don't really talk about that in football. Like, there's nothing wrong with keeping Cam Newton around because he's good for the team. He's you know the energy around the club in the locker room is good. Keep him around, just don't put him on the field. Like, why is that a bad thing? Like, why is football not adopted what hockey has? You know, you always sign an older player for the playoff run, so people are
0: kind of on the same page. And you know, I don't know, that's a thing in hockey. I mean, I guess you could do that, but you can't. Can't do it at quarterback. I mean, you know.
4: <laughs> what do you mean? Like he's he's not going to be a, a starter anywhere else based on what we saw last season. So why can't he be a backup and be a good guy in the locker room? That's a good. Well, you
0: know what? I, I want if you were older, maybe I, I think you have to. That's true, true. Some guys just can't be. Could you imagine Brady or Peyton Manning being a backup? Yeah. I mean, it just they just can't be, and they don't I mean, see clearly. The
4: Brian Hoyer has that intangible quality about
0: him, you know, because they I mean, keep bringing him back. Aaron Rodgers, you think he's ever going to be a backup? I don't think so. And they took a guy in the first round last year, and he didn't wasn't happy, and he went out and won the MVP. So we'll see. It's an interesting draft. Um, I'm, again, hoping, God, please don't let him take three straight white guys. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm nervous for my guy, Dale. I mean, there's a lot of reports. Uh, Ian Dan, uh, so saying get, uh, happening. Give me the report. Uh, let me find it. Dale's source said, "Yeah." do you have Dale's report or Dale's tweet? Let's get that up there because Dale Arnold Retired Boston talk shows, but a guy with some some sources is saying essentially it's it's a done deal.
4: Uh, that's what he said last night. I gotta find. It. I'm blocked by Dale Arnold. I don't know what I did. So I don't well, okay, I'll
0: find I, uh, it. Um, yeah, see if you can get it. Um, but uh, you know he, he's out on a limb, Dale. I mean, I, I guess you know out on a limb. He's, he's stating flat out that uh, the Patriots and the Niners. He says, what I've been told by a reliable source, Patriots are working on a new contract for Jimmy G, a new contract. Didn't he just get a contract in San Francisco that's, like, enormous? He did. Wasn't he the highest-paid QB for, like, a week? Yeah. Um, That could lead to a deal with the Niners. Same source who correctly told me Tom Brady had signed with the Buccaneers. Don't. Doesn't mean it will get done, but they are working on it. So, his Dale's take, Dale's source says, that they are negotiating a new contract for Jimmy G. And once that's done, the Patriots and Niners will make a deal that will work for Patriot nation. I mean, that will work for new England. The Thornton nation will like this because Belichick loves Jimmy. Jimmy knows it here. Jimmy. I mean, the idea that you go into next season with Cam Newton or anybody would we'll go with a uh, Jared Stidham or a rookie. You get no hope. You get no chance if that's the case, if this is the case, it feels totally different. It feels like maybe Jimmy G, you know, is back where he belongs and it all clicks and uh, you end up winning 10, 11, 12 games and there is hope. So it is a, it will be a great move. And I think, I know I can't imagine he dealt them, him there for a second round pick and he's going to give up a lot more than that to get him back. Do you think, I mean, more than, a second rounder or maybe a second in a late round pick, but we'll see that makes add some intrigue on uh, draft day. But um, I want to get to one other thing. Uh, can, uh, can I do Shay here? Do yes, Shea here? of course. All right. And then we're, then we're going to get to this <clears throat> turtle boy. Um, he, uh, he fell asleep kind of like Ted Cruz last night, but uh, did you know that shake concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 H shea Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com.
4: What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No sign-ups, no fees, no
0: contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Did not get anybody to call in and say they're looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. In Massachusetts and a number of other places, we have gotten the order. From our benevolent governors to take, you can take the mask off. You don't have to. You don't have to. And, but you're allowed to take the mask off outdoors tomorrow. Not today. Not today. The virus is still out there. It's the scary, scary virus is still lurking out there today on April uh, 29th. And it's ready to sneak into your lungs and kill you or your children today. But tomorrow, because of what the governor said and what the CD said, the, the virus is going to leave you alone if you go outside. It's this virus really keeps a tight schedule. It follows a tight schedule. So today, virus is out there, mask up. Tomorrow, virus is gone. No mask needed. I'm looking forward to go outside finally going for a run, going for a bike ride without a mask. It's been a year. I've been sucking, you know, on on, on my on my plastic mask for a year. I hope other people are with me on this I hope together together we uh, can tear the masks off and go about our lives uh, but I have my doubts I think there are a lot of paranoid people are you gonna go out without a mask tomorrow
4: uh I mean let me just settle down let me like I got I need some more time I need more than 48 hours to, to address the situation mentally and figure yeah. out how I want to proceed how I want to move
0: forward I mean I the CDC it. says kids still have to wear masks at summer camp but you don't have to wear masks well, technically like
4: technically my the zoo that i go right i go to the zoo just to kill time every day with my kids technically they could still want you to wear a mask and i'd have to do it right if i want right. to right i mean that's masks.
0: different if a, business, a grocery yeah. store says Correct. you have to wear a mask you do it if you don't have to you don't Correct. but big day tomorrow i'm looking forward to it and i hope everyone else is too get rid of the mask live your life well summer's coming the virus is going and uh in uh don't listen to your uh, to your commander in chief and all the rest of those idiots. Last night at the uh, in the Senate chambers, who were masked up against CDC guidelines. But uh, anyway, we will leave it there. Thanks to Turtle Boy and thanks to uh, DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete and all our wonderful sponsors and listeners and viewers on YouTube. It's Thursday, so we have to ask nicely to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcast if you get a minute. We're almost at four thousand. Got to get up there, uh, Dave. And how did uh, how did our first week back on YouTube go?
4: First week has gone well. People are kind of getting adjusted to it. Facebook is, uh, everybody, a lot of commenters in the Facebook world. So I appreciate all you guys. We don't, I don't know why I don't mention Facebook when I mention YouTube. So we're live on Facebook as well. But you can go to cal Podcast and subscribe on YouTube. Very active, very active in the chat. We got to get Jerry mixing it up in the chat. I don't know why he's not. That's he's right.
0: Talking. We got to do that one of these days. I'll do it. How about next week? We all have right. a day where we, uh, we uh, chat. Yep. We take calls, we yep. take comments, we, we mix it up. We don't have to bring in any of our, our guys. We just, we just do it with our listeners and our, our viewers. How about that? We'll do looking it next
4: forward, week. Looking forward to those sporty calls and talking about uh, Garoppolo Yes, That's true. Maybe,
0: maybe we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the Patriots draft after a long weekend and, uh, we will. We'll make sure we'll never mention Ben Shapiro's name. That's not cool. We won't do that. But we will talk about uh, who will be uh, who will be the next uh, New England Patriots quarterback. We will be all. And, and I'd like to see also if anyone picks up on that outrageous comment from my crazy Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley. Hopefully, they do that. That she doesn't just uh, get away with it. But. Uh, We will see, and we will leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Why
4: am I stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.
1: Seven years ago, college wrestler Damien Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado.
0: Everyone had been drinking or whatever, the usual party thing.
1: When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand.
3: Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared.
1: From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, the life and death of Damien Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere.
2: Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done.